As always, I'm your host, Ramiz. I'm joined by my co-host and now housemate, Dylan. What a do, Ramiz. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So hopefully starting next week, we might get video set up. It's just, it's very late. You know, you came, you know, yeah, in a matter the, of hours ago yeah. and it is late. So we'll get that sorted next week. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. All right. So, and also because of that, we have a slightly more condensed episode. We're not going to be doing every single segment, but we're going to do most of our normal weekly stuff. So let's just jump straight into it with our news Roundup. So, I guess the first big piece of news is Andre Drummond and Blake Griffin are both on the trade block. Yeah, and it seems sort of different scenarios. Drummond, it seems like the team is ready to move on from Drummond and Blake has sort of come to an agreement with the Pistons that they're going to move him on. Yeah. Um, and a few different situations, but I think, you know, we talked about we talked about it ever since they got Jared Allen, that, or even before, that Drummond's a Potential trade candidate. For sure, so for sure, yeah. Is it, this isn't a real surprise that he's being moved on, but Blake's a bit interesting that they've sort of come to an understanding that he's not going to be there long term. I think it was bound to happen, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously he's getting older and he has had a pretty terrible season. He looks close to washed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's understandable that they'd move on from him, but sort of what direction they take. Do they buy him out or do they trade him is the interesting thing. I think, uh, look, he's got value. He's got a little bit of value. A little bit. I don't see them buying him out. It's like, that would just be so strange. Like, there's no precedent for buying out guys on, like, that big a contract, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, especially since he's, like, he's only got, was it two years left? I think so. Yeah, like, it's not that much left and you don't, you know really have to play him, but it seems like he wants to get to a contender at this stage in his career, I'd imagine. Yeah, that's fair. Um, So, yeah, I mean, they're both are they both being held out? I know Andre Drummond is being held out. Uh, that's interesting, actually. I haven't checked if Blake's been playing. Um, I'd imagine he's being held out. I would I would think so, just because he does also seem like a guy that could be like prone to injury. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that's sort of why he's ended up this way in his career. Um, I don't know. How do you check? I don't think you can if check if he's being held out. Wouldn't it say DMP coach, coach's decision? Are you checking game logs? Uh, if they're on basketball reference, which they might not be. They are. You need to go to game logs, which is... You see that oh, top yeah, tab? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here we go. We're working out. Yep, so all the way to the bottom. He all right, inactive for the last in- three days. Yep, so he's, he's not Three playing. games three games. So yeah, he's not playing either. I mean, that makes sense. It You know, they're, they're being held out for injury-related reasons. Obviously, Draymond had a lot to say about that. Yeah, um, I mean, more towards the Drummond side of things, where it's yeah. the team's decision to hold him out. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really hear what he said, so if you did, you can take that away. And yeah, I don't know. I've heard kind of... I, I did hear what he said, and he was just like, you know, it's, it's not right that we have to try to, you know, really remain professional uh, in you know, situations about, like, yeah. you know, we're not allowed to leave. We're going to get blasted if we ask for trades. You know, even guys who leave in free agency, guys like Kevin Durant, they get blasted, but yet a team can be like, no, we're going to trade you, and you don't get to play either, sort yeah. of thing. I mean, I think the point has merit, but there's also the idea that if Andre Drummond wants to be held out because he's going to be traded, I think, it, I think the main issue is the team was like, yeah, we're going to trade you. Yeah, they sort of came out and made that statement. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what Drummond's feelings are about being held out. I'm I haven't sure heard if, anything. Yeah, not that I've heard anything. So, 
I mean, he it could be potentially be against his will just to sort of hold up his trade value and make sure he doesn't get injured and stuff like that. So I don't know if that's the case. That's unfortunate. I, and I agree with Draymond um, about that. But I don't know. It seems like sort of both parties are working towards moving on. Yeah, moving on. All right. Uh, any potential trade destinations? I, I I think for Blake Griffin, I think it's slightly more interesting. It's like, very interesting. I'd to me, it feels like I want to send, you know, you want to, you want to send him to an organization that could get a few years out of him. Mm. And I'm thinking, like, good organizations that are good at developing p- players. My mind goes to the Jazz, actually. It's not that they need to make a trade by any means, yeah. but it could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know a whole lot of trade destinations to contenders for Blake. And I imagine that's where he wants to go. So I'd imagine if he ends up in a contender, it's through the Pistons buying him out and him being a free agent. Yeah. In terms of trades, I don't know. I'd have to sort of sit down and look at what teams have the salary. Like, he's on a big, he's on a huge contract. It is like a big contract. 30, 32 or something like that. Something like that, yeah. A year for the next two years. So it's hard to move for a guy like that, especially when he doesn't have a whole lot of value at all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, you're paying people to take him off you. For sure. There'd be picks involved, I'd imagine. Yeah, but I guess the idea is, like, can you get, like, an okay player in return? Mm, I don't know. I feel like it'd be salary back and maybe a second-round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know what the right answer is with Blake. With Andre Drummond, I don't know. I keep thinking, like, oh, yeah, any team would take Drummond, but would any team take Drummond? I think a lot of teams... I feel like he's got a pretty wide-open market at the moment. Really? I feel like there's a fair few teams. Not every team in the league, but I feel like there's a fair few teams that could be... In the mix. I don't know. In my head, it's always like there's so many centers that are just like available and yet nobody's going for them. I I guess that's true. And, you know, the league is obviously moving away from guys like Drummond, but I feel like teams are still, like there's still teams that need a big, like we've talked about, well, the Raptors need a big. Yeah. Uh, the Mavs are potentially in play for a big. The Nets. The, the Nets have yeah. been talked about. Um, so there's a few teams. I feel like the Celtics are also interesting, but they might go for someone like Vooch, who's sort of been rumoured. I would like Vooch more. I, I would too for the for the Celtics. They seem I mean, just in general, I'd like Vooch more. Yeah. For, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's definitely a market for Drummond. I feel like they'd get more than what the Cavs gave up to get him. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, I, mean I feel like... Look, we've talked about this enough. It's impossible <laughs> not to. <laughs> um, yeah, like... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I like the Nets angle more than anything else. Mm. It just makes the most sense and, like... It's it's going to be so impossible to beat them. Yeah, where the salary comes from is interesting because I feel like Joe Harris would... Or maybe they give up Dinwiddie. I think it would have to be Dinwiddie. Yeah. But, like, he's injured, so... I feel like... The, I does think it that, matter this year? I mean, true. That's, that's a fair point. And they need a... It's interesting because I'm not as out on DeAndre Jordan as I feel like a lot of people are. Like, I still feel like he could be serviceable. But I think he's a serviceable bench center. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like... Yeah, I guess so. And having Drummond's an upgrade, he feel I, he can do a bit more offensively anyway. Than yeah, just run and dunk. But I don't know. I like I kind of like DeAndre for that team. Yeah, as their starting center. But I don't know. They're they're definitely in the market for Drummond. Yeah, I mean, just on the Dinwiddie angle, like they trade him. There's going to be enough like ye- like young guys available next year. Enough guys like on the buyout market where you know obviously you'll ov- you'll obviously miss Dinwiddie, but you can live with that when you have. I was going to say, they've got like, three lead ball have, handlers anywhere. And then they have, like, a legit super team. Like, we're yeah. talking now, like, you know, a super team. I feel like, in general, you've got a big three, and then a super team is four. Yeah. They've got a super team then. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like they'll be fine without Dinwiddie, obviously, this season, because he's gone, and then next season anyway. So, I don't think he, he's... Def- I feel like 
he's definitely available in trades for someone like Drummond. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the All-Star starters voting. So, obviously, the starters were announced. Nothing surprising, really, but Mm. I do want to kind of cover some of the uh, maybe interesting ways, like, the voting was done. So, obviously, 50% uh, fan voted, 25% media, 25% player. I always find the player votes to be the most interesting one because it's always like, who do the players actually think deserves this stuff? Um, Now, the Eastern front court is pretty standard. So, Kevin Durant was first in both fan and player voting. He was third in media, though, which is interesting to me. That is interesting. I feel like it comes down to games played rather than them trying to slight KD. Because um, he has missed a fair chunk of games at, at this point. So, I guess that's the reason. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, he, he still would have finished in a starting spot, even yeah. with that third. Um, Giannis was second in fan, second in player, and then first in media. So, no real surprise there. Interesting. He was first in media. That weirdly doesn't surprise me that much because I feel like he's just a really good media guy. Like he's he's like totally inoffensive. But like over Joel though, that seems sort of that seems weird to me after the season that Joel's having. Yeah, but that's that you know that's what I mean by totally inoffensive. Joel Embiid will piss people off. That's true. Giannis won't. Yeah, I guess that's fair enough. Um, and then Joel Embiid is obviously the third and final uh, front court Eastern front court player uh, who finished third in. Among fans, third among players, and second among media. Third among players is a little bit weird to me. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd think they'd recognize the fact that he is probably the MVP front runner, front front runner right now. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe because players, like a, a smaller percentage of players, actually play against Embiid, like yeah. actually match up against Embiid. Like a lot, you know, wing guys switch a lot of the time onto guys like KD and Giannis, but you know, you don't switch your center match up a lot of the time. Um, especially the way Joel implies, you know, plays being down in the post rather than being a perimeter sort of pick and roll center. Um, there's not a lot of switching opportunities. So I feel like maybe a smaller percentage of guys actually deal with Embiid, but I don't know, even still, that seems sort of weird. Yeah. Um, other than them, the only really interesting things is Bam was actually fourth among players. There you go. I mean, go for, go he finished sixth overall, um, but fourth among players. So sixth um, among uh, fans and then seventh among ve- uh, among media. Uh, Jason Tatum finished fourth overall, fourth uh, among fans, fifth among players and media. Um, and Jimmy Butler also fifth overall, um, fifth among fans, sixth among players, seventh among media. Yeah, right. Oh, tied for seventh. Oh, I, actually, I think seventh among media means zero votes. Oh, right. Okay. Because yeah. there's a lot of guys, but seventh among media. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, well, I mean, yeah, obviously Jimmy's missed a lot of time, but he's still. Uh, Hell of a matchup for any team, so that makes sense. Yeah, and your boy Julius Randle finished above Sabonis. Hey, let's go. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he finished seventh overall. Fifth among media, so he actually got at least one media vote. That's good. All right. Uh, let's get to the Eastern backcourt now. Um, again, no real surprises. So, Bradley Beal, first in everything. First fan, player, and media. That that's a f- that warms the heart. I like that. That's good. you love to hear that. <laughs> he deserves that. Um, Kyrie Irving, second among fans, second among player, fourth among media. This one I think is actually the media sliding him a little bit. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> Taking the little the little jab at Kyrie. I mean, he's also well. I mean, his a wall moment this season was sort of directly tied to the media, where he yeah. just didn't talk to anyone and just completely disappeared off the face of the earth. So I feel like that makes sense. Maybe the media does have a little bit of a vendetta against the Nets because they actually have Jalen Brown second um, above James Harden and Kyrie Irving. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I had Jalen Brown as my yeah. starting 
uh, one of my starting backcourt players as mm-hmm. well. So, I mean, I get, I get where they're coming from with that, but it is a bit... It's interesting that Kyrie was below them. Yeah, and then James Harden finished third in everything. Um, so he's, he's obviously just missed out, but barely, barely missed out. Um, like, had Kyrie Irving been fifth um, among media, uh, I think James Harden would have actually gotten the spot. Okay. Um, yep, Zach Levine finished fourth. Shout out. Yeah, let's go. And then, yeah, it goes Jalen Brown, and then a big drop before you get to, like, Trey Young, Russell Westbrook. Uh, Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons each got one vote from the media. I saw that on Twitter. Russell Westbrook got a vote? Yeah. Oh, my God. Russell Westbrook finished seventh among fans, seventh among media, meaning he got one vote, and then 12th among players. So the players clearly don't respect him. What the hell? That's so strange. I mean... Why the yeah? It's strange that he got a media vote of all places. I feel like the players would have shown him more love than the media. Yeah, I would have thought so too. And then yeah, weird that I actually I would have expected Russell Westbrook to go above Trey Young in terms of players as well, because I feel like a lot of players don't like Trey Young right now. But he finished eleventh, which is still low, obviously. Yeah, that is surprising. That's very strange. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, whoever finished 10th among players just didn't even make the top 10. I have no idea who it would be. <laughs> Actually, even 9th. I have no idea who they would be. They just stopped voting after 7th, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, Alright, let's take a look at the Western Conference starters. So, uh, front court, pretty easy. LeBron first in everything. Uh, Jokic second in everything. That's actually a little bit surprising to me. A little bit surprising, but it's good to see, I think. I think he deserves it. Yeah. Kawhi third uh, among fans and media, fourth among players. Anthony Davis, uh, fourth among fans, third among players, fifth among media. Well, I guess that makes sense. Whoa. Rudy Gobert was fourth in media. That doesn't surprise me at all. That doesn't? No, Gobert's a media darling. Everyone just raves about Rudy Gobert, I feel like. Really? Okay. uh, of all the media that I hear, I feel like Rudy gets the most... Like, Rudy might have the biggest, like, gap between media love and player love. I feel yeah, like okay. in the league. Like, I feel like players don't sort of care about him that much. But the Seventh media among love, players. Yeah. Like, the media loves Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And he, he ended up finishing 12th uh, among fans, because we didn't even know that up until now. Yeah. Um, Paul George, fifth in everything, interestingly. Uh, Zion finishes above Brandon Ingram um, with... Sixth in fan, but eighth in uh, eighth in player compared to Brandon Ingram. We got sixth in player, and then they tied for eighth in media. So okay. it was the fans that got uh, Zion yeah, which above Brandon Ingram, but neither of them will start anyway. Christian Wood got at least one media vote as well, which is pretty cool. That's good to see. Yeah, and he finished tenth among players. Um, and then Western backcourt, we have Steph first overall in everything. Doesn't surprise me. Um, now, and what I was saying, what would that would happen between Luca and mm. Dame last week did happen. So uh, Luca got second among fans, but third among players and media. Dame got third among fans, but second among players and media. But fans break the tie, so Luca gets it. Yeah, and, um, um, yeah, that was the big sort of controversy out of the All Star returns, I guess. Yeah, the biggest talking point, anyway. Not really controversy. Yeah, um, yeah. I feel like it go either way to those two guys, but the, the yeah. fans decide. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so. Donovan Mitchell, number four. Devin Booker, number five. And they just kind of flipped each other a little bit. So, Donovan Mitchell was fourth among uh, fans and media, and then fifth among players. Devin Booker was the opposite. So, fifth among fan and media, and then fourth among players. Not too surprising there. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, Actually, fifth among media means zero votes by the looks of it. 
rises to the lot of fifths there. Yeah. So yeah, the only people to receive media votes were Steph, uh, Dan, Luca, and Donovan. Yeah, which uh, is completely fine, I think. <laughs> yeah, and that's just about it. CJ McCollum did finish top ten, as did Demar Derozan. Um, CJ McCollum fourteenth among players. That's uh, low. That is pretty low. I wonder if they're taking into account that he hasn't played most of the season. Maybe. I mean, they probably are. Yeah. And then DeRozan, 10th among players. That also... I mean, that feels fine, I guess. I just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sit right with me. I feel like, Yeah, I feel like it should be higher than that. Um, yeah, 10th, 10th does seem low. And I feel like DeRozan's a guy that everyone in the league loves. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's finishing behind Shea Gildress Alexander, Chris Paul. But he's also finishing behind John Morant in players. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out now. I can't really imagine why. Yeah, I don't know for sure. But, yeah, that's the starters. We will be here in the reserves uh, next week. So before next episode, we'll hear the reserves and we'll talk about the voting there. Uh, do you want, do you also want to do a mock draft as if we're the All-Star captains? Oh, that'd be fun, actually. We should yeah. do that after we, after we get the reserves. We yep. should do a draft. So next week, we'll do that. All right. Um, now, let's get on to some of the last... Uh, bits of news in terms of uh, injuries, especially. So we've had a few pretty rough ones this week. So obviously the biggest piece of news was the Anthony Davis calf strain. Um, so it was very scary. A lot of people were like, oh no, did he tear his Achilles sort of mm. thing in that game against the Nuggets? Um, reevaluated in two to three weeks. No idea how long he's going to be out for. Just keep him out for a couple of months. Yeah, just, I mean, don't bring him back before All-Star. Don't let him play an All-Star. I mean, it's... Pretty cut and dry for the Lakers, I think. I mean, this isn't something that you want to re-aggravate in the playoffs or anything like no, that. No, so, no. Um, yeah, uh, what's it at? Two to three weeks? Two to three weeks. Yeah. But that was last week, so maybe it's one to two weeks now. Yeah, but that's just for re-evaluation. I think they keep him out even longer. How yeah. close are we to the All-Star break? I don't know. I think it's like early March. That's interesting, actually. Hang on. Yeah, okay. Um. Yeah, just don't risk anything with him, really. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... Obviously, their title chances absolutely plummet um, if you know if he's not available for them. I think All Star is the seventh of March. Okay, that seems close. That seems too close. It yeah. does seem too close, but like I, I guess that's kind of this whole season. Everything seems a bit too close. Uh, it seems right actually. I think it is the seventh of March. But um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you just keep AD out, make sure he's healthy, bring him back. Hopefully, before the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Uh, we also had D'Angelo Russell, uh, who got a left knee surgery. I, that's actually that explains something to me because I think a lot of people were like, "Why is he sitting?" Yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize he was sitting. To be honest, I don't follow the Wolves that closely, especially this season. Um, I didn't realize he this happened. This there was, was a body of something or other in okay. his left knee, and they just removed it, so he's out four to six weeks. I mean, it makes sense. They don't need him because they're not doing anything this say, season. They're terrible anyway. You may as well just the season's already done. You know, yeah. go for the first seed. Yeah, get him healthy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and the final bit was obviously uh Chimezimetu. So a lot of people won't know him. Um. I can't even remember which team he plays for. Hornets? Wasn't it? How, what's this injury? The Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, uh, the Kings. Oh, the Kings, right. Okay. Why did I say the Hornets? <laughs> See, I, I don't even know him. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chimezi Metu of the Kings uh, went up for a dunk. Pretty pretty great dunk, actually. Mm. Uh, 
ended up wrapping his legs around Jonas Valanciunas somewhat inadvertently. I think it was more just because like he needed a way to stabilize was, himself. I feel like his yeah momentum just carried him onto yeah. Valanciunas as he was trying to come. Valanciunas back. thought he was getting teabagged or something. Yeah. <laughs> did not take it well. Threw him down and Chimezu Metu broke his wrist. Yeah, which is tough for a guy who's on a two-way contract and you yeah. know is sort of. He needs he he needs to get as much NBA rep as he can to try and earn a full contract. Yeah, um, it's tough to miss time after Valanciunas throws you on the floor. Like, yeah, absolutely, just ragdolls him yeah. to the ground. It's like if Valanciunas was a little bit annoyed and like shrugged him off a mm. bit, I get it. But like full on throwing, I like no matter what the situation is, that's just not safe. No, not at all. Um, and, and it's surprising that we haven't seen anything come from this. From yeah, the league. I don't think we've seen any sort of. Punishment, punishment or anything, or yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see any kind of punishment if we haven't heard anything yet. I mean, I, I guess the, the big thing that people point to is, like, imagine if that was LeBron. Yeah. Like, Valentinus would have been sent back to wherever he's from. <laughs> back to Lithuania. <laughs> back yeah. to Lithuania. Um, yeah, probably. I feel like he could have served... He probably could have served a couple games suspension, at least. Because he, he straight up injured this yeah. too. He, yeah, he, no, he caused this injury. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I'm 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 disappointed that nothing's happened. To be honest, I yeah. feel like this should be reprimanded. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's weird. I I hate the fact that nothing happened here because he, he hurt the guy. Like that's oh, and a guy that can't really afford to be. He hurt. can't afford. Yeah. yeah no. Uh, hopefully the players' association maybe helps him out a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Yeah. Uh. All right. Last bit of news here. Anthony Edwards. Yeah, something that also might require some sort of player association intervention, maybe some, I don't know, counselling, some sort of mental health help for poor Watanabe. Yeah. I mean, just the dunk of a lifetime. Yeah. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know, dunks where you put the guy between your legs and yam it on his head are just like the sickest to me. Like, I just love it's that like you're visual. just straight up jumping over the guy. Yeah, I just love that visual of, like, putting him between your legs and then just landing on him. Like, he actually, like, sits on him yeah. when he comes back down to earth. Like, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Like, Something positive for the Timberwolves, at the very least. At the very least. Like, why jump? Why jump with I, Anthony no, Evans? I, I, respect, I respect him jumping. I mean, I respect it, but, like... Bro... <laughs> We've seen what this guy can do already. We've already seen people like in the first couple of games of Anthony Edwards' career make business decisions and not jump with him. And yeah. then, you know, Ordenabe just sort of he's like, Yeah, he's trying to be you know, obviously he's trying to earn a rotation spot yeah. with the Raptors, but you don't do it like that. Michael. No, no. <laughs> you oh. let some of them go. Yeah. And like it, what other option do you have? It's you can't fail him because then the same thing as the Valentinus thing happens. You just break his hand. Oh, and he was up like Edwards had head at the rim. Yeah. Like you can't push him, otherwise he'll just get really badly hurt. Like yeah. we saw that with um uh LeBron pushed someone. I think it might have been Embiid or something. Uh, yeah, I think it was Embiid. Yeah. yeah. Um Yeah, I mean man, he caught a body. He <laughs> caught him, yeah. Dunk of the year. Dunk of the year without Already pushing. it's over. Yeah. Unless Anthony Edwards does something else. Yeah, I think Doug, yeah, Anthony Edwards is the only person that can dethrone himself. Yeah, pretty much at this point. All right. Uh, unless we see some nasty Zion thing, but yeah. We could. All right, let's get to one big question. So, we're only going to talk about two teams this week just because, you know, been busy, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the first team we're going to be talking about here is the Lakers. Um, now, my big question is, 
you know, obviously with Anthony Davis out, do they even bother going for home court advantage? Like, really? Do they need it? I mean, is there home court advantage anymore this season? I mean, you've got your arena. You've got the arena, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. Do they just sort of coast for the rest of the season? Go for the six seed. <laughs> just shake things <laughs> up. Just yeah, create some weird matchups. Imagine teams trying to shuffle out of the... What would it be? The third seed? Yeah. Yeah, trying to like, whoa, the Lakers... Whoa, no. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, let's just drop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's... it's. I don't think they're too worried about it. Like, the, f- yeah. the number one seed anymore. No, no. I mean, LeBron never seems to be worried about the number one seed. He just kind of falls into it at yeah. times. Yeah, I, I was about to say, but he always gets it. Yeah, um, no, not always. From time to time, he falls into the one seed. But, you know, you had... A year where the Raptors got it. You had a year where the Celtics got it. That's I'm pretty true. sure. That's true. That year they were, they were the fourth seed. Remember that? Like yeah. His last year in Cleveland. Um. So I guess that's still fair. made the finals. <laughs> still made the finals. Yeah. Um. I guess that's fair. But yeah, I don't think they're too worried about. It. I think they're just more worried about getting to the playoffs intact at yeah. this point. I mean, obviously they had the shortest turnaround of any team bar the Heat. Um. After last season, so they're probably a bit more fatigued than most teams and looking yeah. forward to the break and stuff. So I think they're just going to try and, you know, hobble their way. To All-Star at yeah. the very least, yeah. Not that they're that injured apart from AD, I don't think. Is anyone else I out? don't think so, really. But, yeah. like, AD is a pretty... Pretty major part. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. A little bit important. <laughs> I mean, yeah, my major question is, what percent healthy does AD have to be for them to repeat? Like, if he's 80%, are they the champs? Yeah. You still think so? I'd go down to 70. Really? Yeah. Over the Nets? Yeah. Or uh, the Bucks or the Sixers? I don't know. I did, not, th- I, really, I did not think about the Nets. But the Nets. <laughs> Getting out of the West? 60. Getting out of the West, sure, yeah. The Nets. When, we're talking like oh, 85, aren't we? At yeah. least. Even that seems low. Mm. Like, I could see them losing at 100. I could, Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that sort of... You know, you can't have a hobbled AD going into the playoffs and that's a bit scary you know this isn't this wasn't the first time he tweaked it this season was it? No I don't think so yeah. I mean the guy always picks up so many little injuries here and there Yeah, but well, like obviously this is a significantly worse one yeah this is a re-aggravation of something already this season so I mean they said re-evaluated two to three weeks I'd be surprised if we see him in over a month yeah like including like excluding the all-star break that's yeah. coming up I mean I feel like they're just trying to get him... They should try and get him to 100%. Because for sure, they, for sure. If they're going to repeat, that's what they'll need. Yeah, I mean, just keep him out till the playoffs. Like, you yeah, literally well, don't then, need him. Then that's that rest versus rust argument. But even then, you know, trying to work your way back into shape in the playoffs is a bit scary. Yeah, I mean... Well, give him 10 games. Okay, before. give him 10 games. Give him a bubble. Yeah, I mean... I mean, that's literally what guys did last... Season and we saw some pretty cool performances. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, but it is interesting that AD is the m- the hardest matchup maybe in the league outside of. I KD. think so. Yeah. Um. Maybe KD is in that conversation. So I mean, that's where the Nets fall short against the Lakers is the AD matchup. Yeah. So I mean, maybe you can get away with him a bit hobbled because he's still the hardest matchup for them. Yeah. But um that is until they get Andrew Drummond. Ex- yeah, well if and even that I don't know. I'd still take AD. Um, oh, I, mean, I mean like I don't I even then I don't feel like that's a great matchup. No. Um but then again who is? So yeah, I, I don't know. I I feel like it needs to be 100%, but I I don't know. I could get as low as 90 for them to repeat if LeBron goes nuts. I'll give you 90. Yeah. 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 A call. 
I'll call on Nardi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, shall we move on to the Blazers now? Um, Dylan, what's your big question? Um, what my big question is: What level do they get to when CJ comes back? Because right now they're on a bit of a roll. They're the fourth best. They have the fourth best, fourth best offensive. Beth? Beth, yeah. The fourth best <laughs> offensive rating in the la- over the last ten games. Yeah. Um, Dame's on a roll. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can say doing, that he's doing MVP stuff. You know, there's still time for your MVP prediction to come true. There is, through. there is. Um, I mean, and they're, they've been decent. They're eight and te- they're eight and two in their last ten games. So, I mean, and uh, that's all. Th- they're what, like the fourth, fifth seed now? I think fifth seed in the West. I think, yeah, uh, yeah, um, or maybe six. Um, but yeah, all that without CJ, and you'd imagine that they get better with CJ with back. CJ back. Yeah, so it's I don't know. Obviously, this might be a bit of a hot streak for them. This might be them playing to their full potential without CJ, but do they reach that full potential again with CJ when he gets back? I mean, that kind of plays into my question. My question is, is there enough time? Obviously, it's Dame time, but Dame time always seems to run out. Come the playoffs, it seems to run out, and I just don't see how... Obviously, CJ has been playing way better this season, but that could have been in part because Dame wasn't playing that great to start the season. Like, is this any different? to years past. Are they just going on... They tend to go on these hot streaks from time to time, even in years past. They have a few games where, you know, they look unstoppable. They have a few games where Dame Time, you know, is all the time. But then Dame Time runs out. Yeah, that's fair. This is like maybe the earliest incarnation of that Blazers run, like earliest in the season that we've seen in a Maybe, yeah. It usually comes after the All-Star. Generally, yeah. 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 Um, So, I don't know. Maybe Dame's trying to kick it off early and get them in a groove for the rest of the season. But, um... I don't know. I feel like, I feel like they could keep this up, more or less. You know, obviously they're not going to go eight and ten, you know, percentage wise for the yeah. rest of the season. But I feel like they could keep up this sort of winning for the rest of the season. I guess. Mm. What's their? I, I, I don't know. You're not going to have this, but I wonder what their schedule's been like in terms of difficulty so far. Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah, but I mean, I'd, if it gets easier, then maybe they do, you know, keep this going a bit. But um. Yeah, CJ is the big thing for me because he was their best player to start the season, and then obviously he takes that foot injury, and I don't know. We'll see, because obviously it'll take some time for them to get back into a flow with CJ there because they're just so used to feeding Dame right now. Like he's averaging like thirty-five points over his last four games or something like that, and that's probably goes back even further because he's just doing Dame stuff. It really is Dame time at the moment. He's just hitting all the clutch shots and stuff like that. So. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what sort of chemistry and what sort of flow they get into when CJ comes back. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to find that stat in yeah. terms of toughest schedule. I just need to remember which website it is. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many stat websites. Well, not too many. I should say. There's lots of stat websites. Um, they have stuff. had one of the easiest, sixth easiest schedule so far. Mm. So that is a bit... Well, not worrying because they're taking care of business, which is you know yeah. what you need to do at this part of your schedule. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how they go. And it's well, I guess it's good that they're missing CJ for this and not the hardest the harder part. part of, yeah, yeah, because that could be real trouble for them. So. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've always seen Damon CJ as like they're a great duo, but like they aren't as great as the sum of their parts. If that makes sense, in that like I feel like they're taking shots from each other a little bit, and they mm. it feels like they always have. In you know they're not both going to be average, be able to average twenty five in a season. Yeah, well, that's what they're doing so far. But but obviously CJ hasn't been there. CJ's been out. Yeah, and, so. and Dame's obviously turned it on. Yeah, so I mean, 
Yeah, I guess that's fair. I don't know. I feel like they're better than the sum of their parts. Like, I feel like those two are always better than the rest of their team. And they're always pulling them up, I guess. I think they're better than the rest of their team. But, like, I feel like if you put a player just as good as CJ McCollum at a different position, they would be better than they are now. Potentially. That's interesting to think about. But, um, I don't know. Is there CJ trade talks? Do you get him at his highest value now? I'd look at it. I mm. I would strongly consider it. It's like, yeah, is this season any different? Because obviously, you know, a, a lot of people, myself included, had them picked quite high this season. Yeah. They expected them to be a lot better. And they started off a bit disappointing. Maybe this is, like you said, them playing out their full potential. But maybe this is also just a good chance to, like, sneak in and pick someone really great up. Yeah, maybe. I mean... It's interesting because that's not sort of that's not how the Blazers roll as an organization. No. They don't trade those guys that have been there for ages. Um, they're, pr- they're a pretty loyal organization, which I think a lot of teams and a lot of players respect. So I don't think I don't ultimately I don't think they make a McCollum move, but I don't know. It'd be something that a lot of teams would look at. I think. Yeah, I mean, is that a Demar Derozan trade? Potentially, that is that is a strong case, you know, because. Kyle and DeRozan were there for so long and you thought, oh, they're never going to break this up. Yeah. But they also never got over the hump unless yeah. But then again, I don't think you're getting a Kawhi back. No. There's no, no that, sort of star that's... That they're that was a once in a million. Yeah, because his trade value was so low because he just wanted to be out of there. Yeah, yeah. Kawhi, that is, yeah. All right, yeah. Um, Let's move on to our top three stats of the week. So... Like, last week, the theme was big men. This week, the theme is, like, just big, big numbers. Yeah. So, uh, number three, I have Davis Bertans had 35 points while shooting uh, 9 for 11 from three while coming off the bench in the Wizards' win over the Nuggets. The only other player to do this in NBA history, like, to accomplish, you know, these numbers off the bench while taking no more than 11 threes, it was Rodrigue Boubois. Oh, Roddy Boubois. I know that name from, like, Ryan Rosillo and Bill Simmons, but I actually <laughs> know nothing about the guy. Back in his rookie season in 2010, he was only in the league for four years. I mean, what a... What a performance from just a random guy. The most random guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally wrote down how to pronounce his name in my notes because I did not know how to say Rodrigue Boubois. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> so, I mean... Is that the? I know this is a different stat. I know you're not going to have this on handy, but I wonder where this ranks in terms of because he didn't attempt a two point field goal. Oh, did he? No. I wonder where this ranks for most points with no two point field goal. Uh, give me like five seconds that I can find <laughs> that for you. Okay, remains on it. The stat stuff is on it because like uh, surely this is up there. Like not having an attempt. Uh, I don't. Did he have free throw attempts? Uh, he must have. Is that how math works? He, yeah, he must have. So, I mean. Surely that's a that's a stat. Bertans might be breaking some more records here. Hang on, no, it's just showing me most points ever. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Will Chamberlain. Yes, yeah. I mean, literally, yeah. <laughs> okay, zero two point field goal attempts. I think that's how I can write this. I understood your question, but there was no results. Okay. Okay. Never we'll mind. Just, we're gonna roll with it. Bertans. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna declare this now. Because like I don't know. I've never heard of anything like this. Have you? Of like, uh, of no? a guy just going off threes? Yeah, no, like no threes way. Threes and free throws alone. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this is. I mean, this, this is, is nuts. Yeah, this is nuts. Yeah. 
All right, uh, next stat here is Jamal Murray had 50 points in the Nuggets' win over the Cavs. This was the most points scored in a game without a free throw attempt, yeah. um, beating out Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Hakeem Olajuwon, who had both done 48. Right, okay. That is interesting. And surely this has to be, like, one of the highest field goal percentages, too, for 50 points. He, had, he was shooting, like, 80. Oh, it was up there. He was, was shooting, like, there. 84% or something. I didn't check that, but, yeah, no, yeah, it, it would have been up there. Up there yeah. yeah, he was just on fire. I didn't even realize, like, you know how you get the bleacher report notifications at yeah. the end of the game? I didn't even register that it said Jamal Bari 50. I just sort of swiped it away. And then I saw it on Instagram later. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. That just happened? What the hell? I was watching that game for, like, the first half. I'm like... Hey, Jamal Murray's playing kind of all right. Yeah. And then I had to go shopping or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you missed out. But yeah. I mean, damn. <laughs> no yeah. free throw attempts. Yeah, that's just buckets. Okay. And the final stat, and this one is big numbers. Joel Embiid had 50 points, 17 rebounds, 5 assists. I think it was 3 steals and 4 blocks. But 50, 17, and 5 in the Sixers win over the Bulls. Since 1980, because obviously I want to not have Wilt Chamberlain in here, this has only happened two other times. Once by Chris Webber, the other by MJ, with possibly the greatest stat line I've ever seen. This is actually so shocking. 69 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists. That's the... Um, and that's 4 his, steals. Yeah, that's his career high. That's the Celtics game, isn't it? In his second second season in the playoffs. Oh, I didn't check that. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's when he scored. 69. I did not see that. Or maybe that it was line. 63. That's insane. That is nuts, hey. Like I knew he obviously had a few 60 point games, but 69 18 and 6. Crazy. <laughs> just no, that's just MJ. The thing is Chris Webber and Michael Jordan both took 50 minutes to do this. Joel Embiid 35 just casually. Oh my god, that is ridiculous. Not even close. Just in regulation too. Yeah. I don't know. Did you see that step back to get was it 48? I the, didn't. In the dying minutes. Oh, filthy. He's just... It's isolation with like 50 seconds left. Like the game is not entirely over. And Joel just sort of drives left, steps back to, you know, just in front of the free, the three-point line and just swishes home this step, <laughs> filthy step back. He just had it going. He game. just had a game, yeah. Yeah, so we obviously had some really, really big stats there. That's... Man, that was crazy. That was on the same day, too, that Yeah, Murray those two games. Yeah, and then Vooch had a 36, 15, and 10 or something like that. Something 16 like that. and 10. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a day. And the Anthony Edwards dunk was that, that day as well. Yeah. It was a good like day we for the We weren't even sure if we were going to be doing an episode until that day happened. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to Baywatch. So, have you paid attention to our boy Sadiq Bay this I've week? I've been... Paying attention. And you have? My goodness, he's been going off. He's had a decent week. He's had a very decent week. Okay, so his first game, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 6 for 11 from the field, 4 for 8 from 3, uh, a plus 10 in an 11-point win over the Pelicans. That's just a vet. That's just a veteran game. It is. It's just, you know, it's just quality basketball. I mean, that's a quality win over the Pelicans for the Pistons. That's, yeah, that's that was a nice a, win. That was like one of their only wins against not a great team. Yeah, I mean, just great stuff. That three-point field goal percentages shit oh. uh, the next game not quite as much but uh, Sadiq Bay still had 12.7 boards 3 assists 1 steal 3 for 7 from the field only 1 for 5 from 3s um, but he was still a plus 4 in a 3 point loss so you'll take that you'll take that yeah not not his fault they lost though it never really seems to be his fault that they lose it's never it's never Sadiq's fault never never uh, and then his final game of the week, uh, 14 points, 3 boards, 1 assist, 5 for four, five for 12 from the field, 4 for 9 from 3. 
He was a minus 12, though, in a 12-point loss to the Grizzlies. So maybe that one actually was his fault. Uh, maybe. But, you know, we'll give him that one. Yeah, he's we'll just, give a, him he's just a rookie. He's just a rookie. He's just, just a rookie. rookie. Just wait till he breaks out next year. He's going to be averaging 20, shooting 64% from three. Yeah. Calling it now. So I did end up going back and looking at some of the other guys that I predicted would be doing pretty well. The prediction's going okay. Like, yeah. Zeke Nagy had a couple of good games. Emmanuel Quickly was one of my top guys as well. Mm. So, yeah. I feel like that might have been your greatest discovery so far is the Emmanuel Quickly pick. Yeah. Like, he's been, like, really, 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 really good, and a lot of people did not think he'd be this good at all. Yeah, I think I think he was my fourth. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw a lot of, like, draft grades for the Knicks where they're like, what, what is this a Quickly pick? Like, he's sort of... A lot of people thought he's just, like, a college point guard that yeah. isn't going to translate well, and he's been awesome. He's got a floater game. The <laughs> floater is tough. Yeah. Like, it is very tough. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on to our League Pass games to watch. So, um, yeah, we've each picked three games. So do you want to go first because yours are the first chronologically? Yeah, on uh, Tuesday the 23rd, I've got the Blazers at Suns. You know, we'll see We'll see Dame hopefully keep up Dame time against Chris Paul. Fun matchup. And, yeah. You know, Booker, obviously. And, yeah, two quality teams. The Suns have been pretty, pretty hot recently, I feel like, too. Yeah, all right. My first game is Warriors at Knicks on Wednesday the 24th. We've actually got three games that day uh, that we've picked, but that's all right. Uh, Warriors <laughs> at Knicks. I think that's just going to be a really fun game. You know, we were just talking about how fun the Knicks have been. The Warriors have obviously been really fun. Steph has just been going off recently. Mm. Um, I almost picked this game also. I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. Yeah. Um, do you want to do your next game? Yeah, also on Wednesday, I've got Celtics at Mavericks. Um, I feel like the Celtics, both these teams could use, like... This could be a platform for them to elevate their seasons from. Yeah. Because, like, both of these teams, are, especially the Celtics, well, I mean, we've talked about the Mavs already, but the Celtics are, like, really middling at the moment. Yeah. And I feel like that both of these teams could use this win as a yeah, as a platform to boost their season. Yeah, like, we beat a good team. We beat a good playoff team. Yeah. Um, also, on Wednesday, uh, I have Blazers at Nuggets. So we've both got Blazers games here. Same kind of reasons as you. I just think Blazers, Nuggets... I feel like there's no beef there anymore, but they have had some kind of... You know, they've had a history in the past. Yeah. That's interesting that they're playing a back-to-back... That the Blazers are playing a back-to-back in different cities. Yeah. And not cities that are necessarily close to each other. No, that is strange. But, um... Yeah, that's... that's Yeah, obviously, that's a fun matchup and fun... Good teams and stuff. Um, Yeah, division rivals. Yeah. Uh, On Saturday, so a bit of... A couple days away... I've got the Jazz at Heat. And obviously the Jazz has been one of the hottest teams in the league. Yep. And then the Heat just got a quality win against the Lakers. The Heat are hot. The Heat are hot. They're getting it. They're not hot. Heat is hot. They're warming. But, you know, they're getting there. They beat the Lakers today. Obviously no AD, but still not bad. Yeah. Um, Hopefully they sort of keep the momentum going for a a fun matchup. Okay. Um, And my final game here is Wolves at Wizards on Sunday the 28th. It's the race to the bottom, baby. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) This is... Number one pick, here we come. (laughs) (laughs) This is putrid. Uh, Well, the Wolves won't be... Oh, no. The Wolves is top four projected. So if they do do get number one, they get it. But, um... Yuck. It's the race (laughs) to the bottom. It is the race (laughs) to the bottom. If you can respect it, then... Look, put, put, like, a bet down on... I don't encourage gambling, but put a bet down on it. Um... And y- you'll love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I want to change my over-under now to combined points for this game. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> We've seen how combined points goes. Because yeah, I feel like it could be over 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. And speaking of that, let's get to our over-under of the coming week. 
So last week, we were both right. We barely, barely got the under here. So the line was Trey Young would attempt 10.3 free throws per game. He had exactly 10 per game. So your record is four wins, two losses, and one draw. Mine is three wins, three losses, and one draw, or like one on the line. Yeah. Um, so I'm back to 500. You're obviously still above 500. What's your line for this week? Uh, my line is, you know, we talked about the Blazers already. Dame is going nuts. Um, he's averaged 35.8 points over the last uh, four games, or yep. over his last week. Um, so I've set the line at 33 and a half. Uh, over. Easy over. Easy over. And they're playing the Suns, the Nuggets, and the Lakers. Yeah, I feel like he always has big games against the Nuggets. I feel like he's going to show up against the Lakers. I think that might even be a national broadcast game. I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I feel like the Lakers he always shows up for. I remember yeah. going nuts against the Lakers. And I feel like he's just going to have a good game against the Suns. A back-to-back, though... The second of the back-to-back in that's Denver. Dame, that's Dame time. In Denver. That's Dame time. In Denver. In the altitude on the back-to-back. I feel like, you know, Dame's, you know, Dame's Dame, but he's not, you know, he's not immortal. I feel like that Nuggets game could really shake things up. Like, I think worst-case scenario, he still scores like 28. 28. Oh, you're convincing me. I'll go the under. Okay. Oh, 33 and a half. Oh. I think it's a good line. I if if you're going over, what are you what are you guessing it's at? Do you think he stays at thirty five? I'd say like thirty six. Woo! I don't I know. Can see, I can see. I feel. I'm feeling a forty piece. No, I'm going. I'm going under. Chris Paul's a good defender. Back to back in Denver against the Nuggets, and then. But who's defending I'll, him? I'll give him the Lakers. The altitude is defending. Okay, him. the altitude is defending. <laughs> and the and the traveling. <laughs> All right. Well. That just about wraps us up for this week. So, uh, a much shorter episode this week. Uh, you know, we're, ma- we're not making 30 All-Star picks. No. <laughs> All right. But, yeah, like I said, next week we will do an All-Star draft, which I think will be pretty fun. Um, but do you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, get excited for in-person podcasts. Yeah, get excited. Get excited. Hopefully this sounds better. It should. Yeah. I okay. assume you can't hear my fan. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, leave us a 5 star rating or review, you can uh, follow us on Twitter or Facebook at StatStuffers, you can follow us on Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers, you can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com and I'm, you know, you still need to, no one sent an email last week, (laughs) (laughs) but other than that, thank you for listening. Peace.